So, topic of effort and how we apply ourselves is to be reviewed and considered, given careful attention. Factor of the path, right effort, and the injury of right vayamo, right energy, and to a not quite the same, but uh, flow together until, so you're trying to build up the energy to make the effort. If there's, if there's, you know, if there's energy is steady and composed and going the right direction, then one's efforts, one where you push it, where you turn it, will bear good fruit. Mm. Also to recognize there's no point, you know, pushing your foot on the gas pedal if there's no petrol in the tank. You know, it's your sense of, well, Let's look at, step back a bit and uh, recognize the first effort that we make is to establish right view. Abolish wrong view or put aside wrong view, establish right view. And the Buddha said, you have to make an effort for this. It's not a massive effort of willpower, but sometimes, wait a minute. So what is this? Mm. Expressed in a number of ways. Uh, first of all, the quality of causality. There are skillful and unskillful uh, intentions, motivations uh, that give rise to results. And that we live in a mutual field. We live in a world of inheritance of parents, mothers, fathers, those who have come before us. We live in an environment of skillful and unskillful beings that have effects, good, bad. So in this kind of realm of conditionality. In fact, that's it, really. And... And yet, within that, there's also the arising of the condition of doing, purpose. So, they're all conditions, and yet some conditions are more important. You know, purpose. Right, purpose. Some are some couple. Right, motivation. Right attitude, you could say, you know, where are you coming from? Mm. So then the Buddha also gave the teaching of the Four Noble Truths. That's also considered an aspect of right view. The one hasn't penetrated, and you can get that that map. Oh, yeah, some things lead to suffering and stress, some things lead there's an origin of that, some things get it going, some things cause it to cease. And naturally, that's interesting. Not intellectually interesting, but hey, this is getting to where I'm at. One's faith is aroused because we begin to see, oh, you know, that's what we're doing. We're, you know, it's not just some kind of interesting hobby. This is about, you know, understanding where the stress, where the pressures, where the constrictions, where the bondage, where the happen, and that's uh, the implications is conditions do that. Conditions, 
if they're not aligned properly, will do that. They will generate this experience of conflict, stressing, depletion, not enough, not getting what you want, getting too much, or what you don't like, unable to steer oneself correctly, overwhelmed, flooded. Mm. Because conditions are not lined up correctly or in tune, balanced. Mm. So you say, well, what does this amount to? And he says, well, you know what sometimes is less immediately <laughs> recognizable, though we can recognize not getting what I want is dukkha. These are the five aggregates of when they're affected by clinging, upadana. Mm. This gets a little more refined. What's he talking about? Form, feeling, perception, sankharas, whatever that is, formative tendencies, formative activations, consciousness. These get affected by clinging. Clinging like they have the potential to be sticky. And that's the kind of, and the sense is this is what the way the chitta operates, you know, through this system. So what is chitta? Well, you know, if you want to very colloquial about it, it's their very sense of being, being me, being something, being here, sensitive, affected, having a presence. You know, it's there all the time. Of course, what it presents is different. What's affected by is different, but there's always some sense of it's, it's happening here. Mm. Yeah, and it's affected and responds. And this is what needs to be cla- given understanding and steered carefully and cleaned of this stickiness. Mm. Mm. And then if it's clean, not so much of the aggregates, which is the operating system, once we come into birth, that's what you get. <laughs> birth is called the arising of the five aggregates. This is what you get. Mm. So thoroughly, we don't imagine anything, but we don't even know what these things are. It's just reality. Mm. Mm. So this can still pertain as a functioning system, but the stickiness comes out. Clean the stickiness. We're no longer flypaper. And if you are flypaper, then everywhere you walk you get flies stuck. You think, what are these flies? What's wrong with all these flies? Why do they keep landing on me? Because <laughs> you're running around covered in flypaper. So the flies aren't the problem. You're not the problem, it's, it's the stickiness of the flypaper. So you're getting all kinds of things. Oh, perceptions, oh. Feeling, oh. Sight, oh. Sound, oh. Something stabs, something prickles, something surges, you get hit. And flies landing on your flypaper. Mm. 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 I mean, oh, my, my eye was 
and then you know sense so what does this go so we say like consciousness seeing something something strikes my eye something catches my eye what (laughs) something strikes my ear Uh, you know the sense is hit hit Nothing here. We've got sense organs, they function. Not everything strikes my eye. Some things do. Eye grabbing. So that's a recognition, isn't it? Most of it doesn't really have much effect at all. Acknowledge that. But something does. That's the with the upadana, clinging, stickiness. This is built in. Consciousness is built in uh, into birth, the arising of consciousness. Mm. And where does the sticky bit come? How does that get in? It's the interplay, the consciousness interplaying between the six folds. It's called the six-fold consciousness. It's not one, it's six. What we see with the eye, the mind interprets. Ah. Manovinyana, mind interprets that. That's pleasant. Oh, that's nice. The eye just sees things. The mind... Oh, lights up. Mm. We don't really see things. Well, the eye sees things, the mind picks up signs. This is the sign of the attractive. It's landing on a cake. The sign of the unattractive, the tedious, the boring, irritating, landing on business meeting maybe. <laughs> you know. Oh, there we go again. Sound, mental engagement, where's the displeasure? Where's the hmm? Why is it when one's happily involved with one's own business, thinking about this, that, and the other, it's quite fun? Planning, conceiving, creating, listening to somebody else's business is just tedious. <laughs> My topics I get really fired up about and can ramble on about for an hour, no problem. Somebody else goes rambling on about their thing for 10 minutes and think, oh, come on, man, shut up, get on with it. What happened there? <laughs> he didn't mind. A bit of, a, you could say, there's a subjective bias in there, isn't there? A <laughs> mm. mm. sticky.
if there were no subjective bias. But this is not understood, not seen. And so we kind of recognize what's the inconditionality that makes some conditions seem fascinating, interesting, others seem really pointless and boring. Where's that sticking? It's in uh, perception. It's said in the, again, this, this aggregate, this is an aggregate, get a meaning out of something. We hear a sign, or we pick up a sign, you know, something I don't understand, not interested in, you know, and then the perception, the gets established, and then as it's, uh, one thinks about that. Or one thinks about, one proliferates. Why do we have to do this? Why do I have to go to this? Why can't I be like that? When is it all going to be like this? What's going to be like that? Why is she like this? Why is he like that? After all, doesn't everybody understand this? What's the point of that? Proliferation starts occurring. The whole thing starts becoming tumbling on. And so this is the process we've got to actually pull back on that. This is, and then look in the Honeyball Sutta, it says this is where the, the, this is the origin of the cursing, the reviling, the sticks, the swords, the wounding. This is the origin of war. <laughs> around, just around this, this aggregate. Right? That's where it begins. Could be domestic violence. Could be an argument. Well, it could be a lot more bloody. Mm. Perceptions of mine, yours. Mm. <clears throat> and these are built into the way consciousness functions or the Consciousness, avijja, pachaya, sankara, sankara, pachaya, vinyana. Consciousness, uh, dependent, conditioned by sankara. Sankara conditioned by ignorance. Sankara is the formative, the former. So out of a realm of diverse dhammas arising, something shapes these are bodily, these are emotional, these are psychological, start shaping things up. Yeah. We look at that attention. So when I open my eyes, I don't see everything. I see this and then that, and then this and then that, this point, this interesting thing, this person, this face I remember, this, that, that, that. So that, something shaping that up, shaping that up. That's called attention. Mm. And it's got a motivation to understand something, to get things clear, to get the world out there 
organised somewhere or another. It's out there. Mm. Now this, though this is, <laughs> is it? Is it? Your, your mental consciousness says it's out there. That's what we can say. But then if you start to do a roll call on what, what does everybody else see, we might say, well, we see, we can't actually know we can say, I see the colour red. But what's your experience of that? Yeah. Now, I'm sort of partially colour blind. So to me, red and green is not very striking. So I definitely, I can say, that's red. But it doesn't hit me like some people. It's just a kind of muted tint of some kind. Green could be, sometimes could be, some greens look like they're brown. I can't quite distinguish. What do I see? What do you see? Yeah. Is it really out there? Or does it that something assembles all that reality? Or is it in here? Where, where would in here be? What we know, what we can say to, well, directly is perceptions, feeling occurs. Feeling occurs, perceptions occur. And then Sankara's organise that into that's there, and then consciousness says that's out there, that's in here. It says ajata bahida. But actually, what's felt is not out there or in here. It's right here. You know, the colour of the walls can make you feel miserable if you an aesthete. Is that out there or in here? What you know is the perception triggers a feeling. The feeling and perceptions start bouncing around and then we are affected by something, perceive it, another set of feelings comes in and then the sankharas get going, thinking about it, proliferating around it. And then feeling isolated and besieged by these experiences. We feel very much like I'm in here without out there doing things to me. The arising of the isolated self forms out of that. An isolated self which isn't that isolated. If I was isolated, wouldn't be continually be affected by things. <laughs> hmm. We're not isolated. But there's a real interest in, in being on top of things. So there's some kind of, you know, I want to be isolated from the unpleasant, but definitely not isolated from the pleasant. <laughs> mm. So, you know, and yet here it all is. Conditions. So, rather than just if we project, proliferate a world out there, a world in here, 
There's no way of getting the end of suffering and stress. So make an effort to not carry assumptions, not to experience directly what's what's contacting, what's happening, feeling, being affected. We're affected by something that happened five years ago. Is it really a go? If it was a go, why is it happening now? Excited about what happens in the, could happen in the future? Is it really in the future? Why is it exciting you now? Affected by something, you know, hundred meters away. Well, why is it? How did it get here? The world of time and space is constructed by consciousness. In reality, it's here. It's here in this tangle of consciousness. Feeling is felt as here. Or well, some of it is. Now, the, you know, the underlying why is only some things are here. You know, the sounds of the birds, the the average things that happen in the day are just drifting by, and then something grabs, <laughs> or number of things one could think about, but something grabs. Number of things you could remember, but only certain things grab. The one that got the big hit. Yeah. And say so this, then it becomes much more, okay, let's really, what is it that's bringing this up? And we see these fundamental currents occurring called asawa. The inclination to form, to become, to create a world, to create a self, to firm it up, to perpetuate it, to linger in the future, to say what happened in the past is still happening to me now. It's not past, it's built in, something built that in. Mm. Becoming. Mm. Still stuck, carrying the memory. Mm even though it's unpleasant. This is not a function. Not the memory as a function, it's the memory as something that hounds you, dogs you, delights you, won't go, you know. So it's that obsessive, stuck quality called becoming, perpetuating. And perpetuating that which is stressful. Mm, stressful because we remember, oh, that was so nice, and now I'm not that. And stressful as, oh, that was terrible, I'm still that. <laughs> yeah. I can't get rid of it. 
stressful and if it creates a self who's caught in time, a person caught up in time whose destiny is aging, sickness, death, separation. You know, struggle, 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 and then you die. And then it happens again. <laughs> yeah, it's a somewhat gloomy picture of samsara. And it, it is a gloomy picture, but there's a release from that. Mm. Who is it? Who does that memory belong to? It belongs because it feels. It feels because, you know, the stickiness is there. So, working on that, uh, often in, you know, one of the things we're trying to really clear and cultivate is our thinking, way of thinking. Mm. And uh, there are different terms used for the thinking process or the process of conceiving bringing to mind. It's a simple, simplest one is Vitaka Vichara. It's a mechanism that just pops something and then ponders it. Pops something in and then lingers. We place something, something is placed in attention and the sensing it. How's that? Mm -hmm. So, something is brought to mind and then there's Vitaka placed and then hovering over it enters the heart, it's the hovering over the vichara takes it into the heart <coughs> um, so that's just the function so we get some meaning mm. and then there's something else, sankapa, which more like to do with the background attitude there is a tendency towards domineering or, or called violence. So domineering, you know, instinct, tendency towards cruelty, withdrawal of fellow feeling, withdrawal of empathy, tendency to do that tendency towards gratification, gobbling, getting mine. Mm. Yeah, so these background sankapas can then lead the vitaka vichara. So it's the way the Buddha says you have to really work on abolishing these sankapas with by right view. So we begin to contemplate how any of these energies, when I want to push my way, when I get on top, I don't care what other people think. Or I make people into objects, withdrawal of empathy. Oh, he's an idiot. 
oh, he's a failure, she's a nuisance, you know, or the opposite, wow, she's great, I really want one of those. You know, so this uh, forming objects, projecting, and then once you do that, then the sense of mutuality, sympathy is removed, lack of respect, sympathy is removed, and then things can really get very, very messy, as we see in the world in general. You know, once somebody's called a terrorist, once somebody's called a, what, you know, what was a Jew or a Nazi or something, once somebody's called illegal or criminal, once somebody's late given a label that's pejorative, all hell breaks loose. So really recognizing, you know, doing that is a condition that can be terminated. Doesn't mean I stop thinking, I mean just where my thing is coming from. In fact I have to supplant that instinctive thinking, which is the asava wanting to form something into a convenient pattern or follow self-interest. I'm finding it difficult, but I'm still not going to label that person as difficult. I'm finding experience, I'm struggling with this experience, but I still want to look into that, rather label that person as control freak, whatever, you know. Just difficult experience, turbulence, agitation. Okay, well done. <laughs> but it's not that I'm an agitated person either, this conditions are being stimulated. So again, what you remove externally, you remove internally. And sympathy for that agitated, struggling state, what's needed. What's not needed is to go to the feeling and start thinking about it. <laughs> like, why do I have to put up with this? And da 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 da. People shouldn't be this way. And da 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 da. Don't. If you think about it, you're going to be on the helter skelter, <laughs> sliding into proliferation dukkha. You know? No, you don't think about it, but you do place sense. Uh-oh, this looks like definitely a lot of potential to go down the drain here. Withdraw, place your attention somewhere else, or place it in the, this is an experience that will pass. Unpleasant feeling. Perhaps in handling this, there might be a fruit of patience and equanimity. Hmm. It could be something not just palliative, but actually regenerative. But I mean, I didn't keep getting wound up by this, that and the other. I could begin to repair my chitta 
which gets very frazzled by this, that and the other. Ah, this isn't just about social care for others, this is about regenerating some proper skin in my jitta. And then this becomes, ah, then you, the right view is also how carefully handled the conditioned world can actually repair the, the ignorance and the blemishes, the jitter, and clear it. Because why is something that can sometimes be so beautiful and loving and bright can be so miserable and crabby. <laughs> What's happened? Thin-skinned, something just went, weren't able to have the resilience to let that one slide off. It's just a perception. How do they get in? We are extremely susceptible to certain perceptions around. And that's, these get built in. You know, so I mean, sometimes I kind of want to review if I'm holding things about certain world leaders, you know, who one can feel some extreme negative feelings about. I just think of them lying in bed sleeping. Okay, he does sleep, he must sleep. Yeah, when he's like that, that's okay. I think maybe he's, maybe he's sick with a migraine, I'm miserable. Oh yeah, yeah, that does happen. Maybe she has a toothache, that does happen. Oh dear, that's terrible. Suddenly, you know, maybe they've got bowel problems, as he looks like it, expression on his face. <laughs> oh dear, that's sad. It's funny, different perception. Suddenly that person, it's not the person I object to, it's that particular behavior and the sign that gets in. Can I use Vitaka, place it somewhere else? For sure that person gets sick. For sure that person's lost things they loved. For sure that person will die. For sure that person enjoys flowers or loves their dog or something. Just why angle yourself to the bits that really jab you? So you're learning to just recognize. Yeah. You know, you see the latest supermodel all totally glossed up and buffed up, groomed and preened and dressing. You know, for sure she's got, you know, probably a dodgy urinary tract. You know, for sure she's got earwax or something like that. Or she gets kind of dandruff or something. Suddenly she doesn't look quite so good. And you think, is it not the case? <laughs> you know, she's got snot or something. 
like, oh, I mean, you know, the 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 the, 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 the fantasy just starts to crumble. So this asava of sensuality, that which actually is looking to find something in the sense realm it can get hyped up about. It's just a perception. And maybe if I just work with that, that fantasy, I'll take the power out of the fantasy. And not, you know, some fantasies are extremely unpleasant. Start trapped, nobody loves me, hated, you know, authority figures looming over me trying to control everything I do and say, Ooh, just back off. <laughs> Where did that one come from? Well, you know, there was boarding school, there was this, <laughs> oh, that's where it came from. You know, there was authority figures and your parents who didn't listen to you. And thought, oh, that's where it came from. Now it's happening again. Sound familiar? Yes, let's, so, you know, perception and then thinking about it and then down the slide, down the drain again. Just, just do it, you know. So you're using the, placing your attention on a diff, bringing something different to mind than that which goes along with one's asava and one's corruptions and one's afflictions. Bearing in mind these are not something we choose to have. I think nobody wants to suffer. But ignorance is in the atmosphere. It's in birth. We get come into this birth with this mist and not really and then the aggregates get established in very haphazard ways what we take as perceptually polite or agreeable or comfortable often very haphazard fantasies indoctrination short term gratification you know instant black white statements nobody's born a racist as as Obama used to say how does that get in how does colour of skin become so triggering? It's in the, you know, absorbing these cultural influences, but hitting one's tendency to form solid realities out of what are perceptions, asava of becoming, sensuality, views, and above all, the asava of ignorance, just covering the whole thing so we don't even question it. We look out to the objects of consciousness, proliferate around them, we don't look back into the chitta. What's it doing? And whose fault is that? Is it anybody's fault? Or is it just ignorance has come over, clouded over the chitta again? You know? There is a remedy to that, a clear attention. You only so many sikara, penetrative attention, just place what's happening. So I think just 
bearing this in mind because personally these all these Pali words we've looked at them we've seen the Pali words we've seen the translations we've got to really chew it and I think there's a difference between you see how one thinking about brings up conceptual proliferation then applying and sustained thought sometimes can be thinking about and it's more like placing and listening in my in my experience yeah. that? how's that feel what's happening there what's happening here rather than what's happening out there yeah. out there is really a construction of consciousness does that in here out there what's happening here uh oh seems like some agitation some some irritation passion right don't think about this but notice linger don't do an analysis on the object that's irritating you <laughs> or fascinating you why it should and what it could be just all that the asana that quality is is present let's just steer out of that this is a riptide where's the beach where's the ground where can your feet okay withdrawing viveka withdrawing okay, here I'm grounded using this whole body as a grounding mechanism Mm. and if we you know clearly form itself is something that's sticky how does it get sticky because this is my form this is her form this is a nice shape this is nice texture this is a nice color when is it not sticky it's just the body it's just the embodiment just that sense of mm. As it said in the Satipatthana, one is aware, mindful aware, just the extent to know there is a body. End of. But the non-proliferation, the non-sticky, it stands by itself. You don't need to stick to it. The way it is itself, it, that is such a helpful foundation, basis, because whatever else bodies do, they don't proliferate. They have no future, they have no past, they're just, mm. Mm. We go to that core presence, mm. the grounding. The energy then is no longer so frazzling and jumping out and getting captured by the sticky process. You've captured energy. Right. You've established it. And then it can start to build you. Not through an act of will, but just through the, the natural quality of, of gathered energy. It starts to steady the heart, regenerate. Yeah. Energy begins to regenerate the heart, refresh, establish. 
and build. It's like most of us have our addictions or have had addictions of various kinds where you really, you know, without one of those I'm going to go nuts. Without something to, to smoke, drink, twiddle with, I'm going to go bonkers. I just can't, no, no. Maybe 10 seconds without or an hour, but not a day without, no way. It just, no, it's possibly insane, you know. That's even, even kind of said, look, if you're not having sex twice a week, then you're really, it's unhealthy. energy to move around and so forth to get yourself no you don't you can bring it back here energy turned into simple embodiment does the trick no side effects no disastrous relationships no rape no violence no abortions no concern worries about this, that, and the other. Fine, you know. And what was all that about? Mm. So then this, it rebuilds. The system learns to actually, you know, regenerate itself rather than constantly hanging onto something to pick me up. That's where, that's where parami comes in. Because it doesn't happen like that. You've got to bear with the impatience, the frustration, the sense of inadequacy, you know, the sense of things not being right, other people, yourself, something wrong with you. Bear with it. Keep placing your attention where you can feel that faith arise, where there's still the regenerative possibility. You bring your attention, your vitaka, on where you feel inspired, gladdened, comforted, mm. where that stress ceases. And it's there somewhere, if you know where to look. Just even the fact of refraining from violating, cursing, intoxicating. Look at that. It's possible and you keep placing it there. And that acts as the seed in which the regenerative process can occur. Until we find you know, the jitter then is beginning, coming out of its wounded, ignorant state, fulfilled. Then don't need the sticky. Sticky is just messy. So that purification of jitta, um, release from grasping. But, you know, I say this is definitely its its work because in that unawakened state, there's the struggle, and you've got to pace yourself. Just not blind, you know, crusading. It's actually wise strategizing 
accessing where you get grounded, feel open, feel, okay, find those places. What we try to do with meditation is access that and linger in it. Linger. Linking, returning, lingering. Breathe it. Walk it. And these attachments slip off, lose their power. The right view, knowing this is possible, actualizing it. And whenever one does actualizing it, remembering it, what it felt like, you're kind of getting the jitter to learn, understand its own capacity. And then it will take on a little bit more. That's why there's a graduated process in this. So there's things to make an effort with, there's things to withdraw energy from, there's things to place energy on, there's things to bring to mind, there's things to turn away from. And this skills of right effort, right understanding, right view, right motivation and faith all needed to bring that to fruition. So let's take some time for direct practice.